Welcome to the Asset Management Mastery Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 50 years of combined experience in operations and management, and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Asset Management Mastery Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. This podcast is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Asset Management Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz, and we'll start the conversation. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Asset Management Mastery Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. This podcast is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery. All right. Today on the show, we have Perry Zhang. How are you, Perry? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, um, Mitchell and Gary. Perfect. Well, if you can start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Yes, I'm the founder and CEO of Cashflow Portal, a real estate syndication software. In my background, I am both a GP and also a tech professional. I was previously the engineer manager at Lyft, managing a team of 11 people. And previously, I worked as a software engineer at Twitter and Amazon. I'm also a GP of 580 units and an LP about 2,000 units-ish. Nice. So welcome, Perry. Let's talk about leveraging software to save time and improve investor relations. Tell us a little bit about your portal and why you created it. Yeah, I started the company about a year and three months ago when I was frustrated with the cost of syndication software out there. At the time, I only had one deal and it would have been $1,000 to purchase that one software. So I told myself that it's not that hard to build such a software. And I want to create a software where I can raise money for myself and reduce some of the pain points that I have. The existing software at the time were both expensive and clunky, and they were not exactly built for syndicators. They're more mom and pop. They're either built for funds or large private equity firms. So I want to build something that is for the little guys like myself and that have a more flexible pricing model. I started the work and built a team of seven full-time engineers, one part-time community manager, and a one part-time designer. And I'm also going to be on a full-time soon. Nice. Well, it sounds really good. What are some of the other differentiators from your portal compared to other portals? Yeah, that's a good question. This is a philosophical question. I would take a two-pronged approach on that question. One is you can differentiate companies based on feature sets. I will actually caution that's not the right way to differentiate things. It's almost like saying, I want to date a person 
because so-and-so has certain amount of net worth and liquidity. That person looks rich or whatever, right? Or you, instead of looking at what you currently have, you want to look at what is the potential with this person and what is the future relationship look like, okay? So let's break it down into two parts. One is kind of from a feature set perspective. From a feature set perspective, we really focus on equity raising, raising faster, more money, The other differentiator we have is we have end-to-end integration from your moment that you create a website to capturing leads and converting these leads into accreditation, whether they're accredited or not accredited. So we help you build a website as well as CRM all the way to raising equity and also investor emails, co-sponsor invitation. We have all of that distributions, ACH. From a peer feature perspective, what we don't have right now compared to some of our competitors is we currently uh, are working on things like ACH, automatic ACH integration. That's coming up in six months. So you can take it or leave it and say, okay, why wait six months or why choose the competitor because we don't have that feature. And that's why I feel like we're the definitely the youngest company there. So we don't have that feature. The other feature we don't have is we don't have integration with HubSpot, for example. That is something on the roadmap, but we just don't have it right now. That's just because we're only being a year and three months old. So that's the on the feature set. We have basically everything except for kind of those two things. And one of the most requested one is co-sponsor invitation. Our co-sponsor invitation is amazing. It is very streamlined and smooth. Yeah, because of the underlying architecture. From a DNA perspective, which is when you want to choose a software, a lot of things flow through the software, right? You have to choose the right kind of the, I highly admire all the competitors and so on. And I will kind of talk about how we are different from a DNA perspective. Number one is, I think I'm one of the only people that have both experience in tech and real estate. You know, I'm a pretty experienced and reputable syndicator, I hope. And I'm a, a pretty good engineer manager. I worked in Silicon Valley for almost all my career. And I know how to build good engineering teams. So I do believe that in the future, you're going to see this marriage of Silicon Valley like value in terms of building good software to how I know the mom and pop small-time syndicators need and then marriage the two. That's one. Second, how we're different is I really do not care about marketing. And I also don't care about advertising. Yes, we sponsor it. That's true. But if you look at our Google ads on Facebook ads, I so far spent zero dollars on Google ads and Facebook ads because I believe that spending on ads is ephemeral. You spend it, you get some customers, and then you kind of like, you don't have a presence in the world. Whereas we focus on content marketing, things like, top 10 blogs, top 10 webinars, top 10 whatever, because I think those things persist. They are more like rental properties where content marketing is more like long-lasting rental properties that can pay dividends over a long period of time, whereas advertising is kind of like a short-term flip. You get that adrenaline of rush of customers and then you kind of die down. And that carries over into many parts of how I made decisions about the company. You know, if you're a customer, which we do have a few really good customers right now, we prioritize what they tell us because I focus more about that they are successful than trying to acquire new customers. So that's from a DNA perspective, how we're different. So one is product founder fit 
that I think I'm unique. And then the second one is I think that I my character lends itself to building the best possible product and not necessarily care about acquiring as many customers as fast as I can. You mentioned two things earlier. I want to get more clarity. You talked about converting more potential investors and also raising money faster. Can you explain how do you do those two things? Yeah. So right now, I can tell you some problem statements for, for syndicators, right? You are a syndicator. What you do is you first create a website that may be active campaign or HubSpot or Wix or WordPress. You will hire a designer to fill out the landing page. Then you have a link that links to your investor portal, right? And you always wonder, how can I connect all the leads I got to the uh, to my investor portal? And then how do I send out emails to it, right? Also, how do I know this investor, how much money they want to invest? Is that 50K or 100K? What's the potential network they have, right? How do I know this investor will not waste my time? That's from a syndicator's point of view. Is there so much like knowledge gap between a person that's coming in as a lead from a passive investor point of view, the problem statement is I have 20 different, like there might be like 200,000 syndicators out there, but I have no idea who they are. I don't know the website they have. I go on their website. Everyone's website is slightly different. There might be a website that actually still have some boiler copy that doesn't look like exactly what I want looking for. When I say I myself to this person's investor database, I see that I need to type in my first name, last name, how much I want to invest. How do I know this person? And if I invest in 15 syndicators, I have to type that information 15 times. Why would I ever want to do that? And I don't know anything about this person. I just found them on the internet or I heard them on Facebook. What we're trying to do is we want to make that process much easier so that the syndicator can create a website really, really easily. And the passive investor has a single login that you can log into all cash flow portal syndicators. So when you say, add myself to this person's investor database, you already has all your information. You don't have to sign up every single time. And let's talk about security real briefly. Obviously, investors are putting their banking information on there, and it's critical to protect that. So how do you go about it? Is it different from the other portals out there? Yeah, I think there is the baseline. And I think so. the, the short answer is you are talking to the right person. We have a dedicated person from Live that used to work on the identity and permissions, and we're really, really good at that. Everything is encrypted all the way from your private PII, personal identifying information, at the, both the storage level and in the transport layer. So when you are making a call, it's HTTP encrypted, HTTPS encrypted. When the data is stored in database, the whole table is encrypted as well as the columns that contain this PII information is encrypted. So it's called encryption at rest. Other things I do, to be honest, I know I've been done security for some time now. The easiest thing for security is the person that's responsible. It's not really the technology. There's no differentiation on, on security. It's just the baseline, right? But the hardest part is so-and-so might know the password. So we limit the number of people in our company who have access to production data. And that's only like our you know, top-up engineers. And everything is locked, audited. So even if I go to a customer's data, it's going to lock. So it will prevent anyone from accessing data for whatever reason. So all the activities that the syndicators does is locked. 
So that's kind of on the baseline security level. Then there is the permission level, right? A syndicator should never be able to approach another syndicator's passive investors, right? And there should be no way for them to look at someone else's database. And that isolation and coupling of people's databases is also really important to us. So we got that done. In the future, we will have permissions, things like you can act your legal team as a legal and give them the legal permissions to upload their PPN documents, right? And that needs to be super secure as well. That attorney cannot see any of the sensitive information that the attorney doesn't need to know. The CPA can see your exhibit A so that they can file their taxes, but they should not be seeing really like how much distributions you really gave in your bank account. They don't need to know that. So that kind of granular application level security is also something that we pay a lot of attention to. So again, going back to the first point, you are betting on the jockey. Right now, we are just the most young kid on the block. But in the future, I want it to be very granular and you can do very cool things with it. But that's in the roadmap, maybe six months from now. Sounds great. I'm going to pass it over to Kyle to take us home. All right, Perry, what is your asset management superpower? Asset management superpower. I don't know what I said last time, but this time I am going to go with building a great team. One of my powers, I think, is building a good world-class engineering team. I'm an engineer. I was an engineer. I'm an engineer manager. I'm an engineer first. Maybe product mindset to some degree, but ultimately, I'm an engineer and product. So I care about those two. And building a good team means building a transparent culture, accountable culture that's based on ownership. So I'm very big into making your company a living embodiment of who you are as a person. So one of the things, for example, we talk about at the company is full ownership or in ownership, which means that you're responsible for a product. Someone else messed up the code, which screwed up your product, uh, which screwed up your feature. You don't say so-and-so mess up. You say, I mess up because I'm responsible ultimately for the success of this product. So building that team and then depending and trusting that they will do a better job than you do, I think is what ultimately builds a great company. There's no way I will single-handedly write all the code to make this product. There's no way. In fact, I start off the company by building a team, not by building the product itself. So yeah, pretty proud that I was able to basically scale the team to 10 people and with a pretty good engineering team. And it's only going to get much, much better. Great. Well, congratulations on your success, Perry. If you can tell the listeners a little bit more about where they can find more about your product and yourself. Sure. The best way to contact me is perry at cashflowportal.com. Again, it's perry at cashflowportal.com. You can also find me on Facebook or LinkedIn via Perry Zeng. And always happy to chat, brainstorm. Sky is the limit on what we can build. I think together, syndication is going to become more and more mainstream, especially with a lot of the security laws that are coming down the pipeline. And so I'm always open to new ideas. Feel free to reach out to me. Just build that relationship. Awesome. And thanks for everyone for tuning in. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a like, subscribe, and review so we can continue to grow the podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Asset Management Mastery Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. 
subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to assetmanagementmastery.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.